Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey, y'all, and welcome back for more Gen Juice. So you may have heard by now that I am speaking at this year's BYU Women's Conference. I would love for you to join me there. I will be speaking on Friday, May 5th at 3 p.m. in the Wilkinson Center Ballroom. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you can still get one and join me there. If you come, please come find me and give me a hug and say hi. I hope to see you there. Today, I'm talking about second marriages and blended families. And if you're considering getting remarried after divorce, or if you're in a second marriage with a blended family, this podcast is for you. If you're divorced, then you know life gets a bit more complicated, especially when you have children. Your kids may spend a portion or half of their time with their other parent. You may be co-parenting with your ex. You may have shared responsibility for their financial well-being. You may also have responsibility for their health insurance, medical bills, child support, or alimony. And most people don't want to stay single for the rest of their lives after divorce. I totally understand this. Even when your life is complicated, you still yearn for a happy, successful relationship and marriage and family. And you may be wondering, is that even possible in the world today? I want you to know it is. I have been there. I have done this. I'm going to share a little bit about my experience and 12 tips for you to successfully thrive in your second marriage with a blended family. I got remarried after my divorce and my husband was also divorced. We both had children from our previous marriages. I had three and he had one. And then we had one baby together. So we had his, mine, and ours. And I'm telling you, through my divorce and remarriage journey, I have dealt with all the things, okay? Initially, I was inconsistent and unreliable financial support from my ex when I was single and then pretty much forevermore after that, little to no participation or visitation with him and my children. And then randomly he would show up and be Disneyland dad for a day or two and then disappear. We had court proceedings, visitation and custody issues. We had legal battles. We had two ex-spouses. We had blended families. I could go on and on. I'm here to tell you, we have dealt with all the things and we have gotten through it together. We have been married now 18 years. Our baby is 16, turning 17 this year. And I want you to know, I'm speaking from my experience, but not from the point of view that we did everything perfectly because we definitely didn't. We made a lot of mistakes along the way. We learned a lot of lessons the hard way. 
My goal is to help you get to the joy quicker and easier than we did. My biggest, most valuable piece of advice to share with you today is that we partnered with our Father in Heaven and we kept working at it. That's it. That is my best advice. Partner with the Lord and don't give up. I also have 12 very practical tips for you to apply in your life right now if you're considering getting remarried or if you already are remarried and you have children and a blended family. These tips will help you right now. This is something you can apply in your relationship right now wherever you are. We all know that second marriages have a higher divorce rate than first marriages. So it's really important to go into a second marriage with a plan for success. And if you're already remarried and you didn't set up a plan, it's never too late. Start right now. So why are second marriages more likely to fail? Well, you're starting with a lot of additional baggage. If you've both been divorced, then you both come into the relationship with possibly some unhealthy relationship patterns, trust issues, unresolved emotional wounds, and then you have your children from your previous marriages. You have exes. You have those financial obligations that I mentioned earlier. And so you have a lot of additional strain on you individually that you bring with you. Statistically speaking, the odds are stacked against you. The failure rate for second marriages is higher than first marriages. That just means that you have to be way more prepared and invest in strategies to help you succeed. You also need to accept that there are going to be inevitable ups and downs in married life. And new love is wonderful, amazing, and many times you can feel a greater appreciation for your second marriage or the subsequent relationship after your divorce because you know what it's like to be without it. And you can value that person and that relationship much more deeply and even love them more deeply. But it doesn't make up for the pain of divorce. And it doesn't automatically make your family union just perfect because you have found your perfect person and you're madly in love with them. Make sure you both go in or start right now with realistic expectations for normal ups and downs, normal adjustments that need to be made. And the best way to do that is to communicate about everything. If you're not married yet, then you need to talk about everything, about specific expectations that you each have for everything, financial responsibilities, household responsibilities, discipline, who's going to interact with the exes and how often and what is the format. There is nothing that shouldn't be addressed, okay? And if you're already married, do it now. The sooner the better. The single most important issue for remarried couples to address is their interpersonal communication. And this is especially important when it comes to hot button topics like finances, discipline for the children, 
and personality conflicts that may arise from this union. Okay. So those are just some concepts that I want you to be aware of and considering before we start talking about my 12 tips for success with second marriages and blended families. Okay. That's just the groundwork that you need to have before you begin. First tip for you is learn from your past. Whatever your experience was in your first marriage, I want to challenge you to consider it to be perfect because it taught you everything you need to know. All right. I want you to take the best things that you learned from your previous marriage and leave the bad. And that's going to take some time and effort and thought for you to evaluate what things worked well in your first marriage and what things didn't work well. And as much as possible, you need to take ownership for everything you can in your first marriage. You take responsibility. It doesn't matter what your ex did. You try to own as much as you can about that relationship and every part of it. And then you decide, what do you want to change about your behavior, about your language, about every part of you? Because you might be marrying a new person. You are marrying a new person, but you're the same person. And so the best way to have a better relationship is for you to evolve and become a better version of yourself than you were in your previous marriage. And you can do that if you choose to learn from your past. Second, avoid comparison at all costs. You may have heard the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. Well, that couldn't be more true than in a second marriage. All right. One of the benefits of a second marriage is that you have your past experiences to draw from. This is why second marriages can often be more rewarding and fulfilling than a first marriage, but it can also be a real big problem if you or your spouse are constantly comparing your current spouse to your previous spouse. So I just want to warn you right now that you need to vow never to do it. Don't go there. All right. This is second marriage advice to swear by. Okay. If you want a lasting bond with your new spouse, don't compare. All right. It's a clean slate, brand new start, new marriage. Don't bring it up and don't even think about it. Number three, build a culture of kindness, appreciation, respect, and tolerance in your second marriage and especially with your blended family. When you express the things that you love about your partner, about your children, stepchildren, when you notice them doing good things and you point it out, it will just cultivate this feeling of love and kindness. And the more that you can foster that, the more you're going to allow those bonds to grow and for you to develop loving relationships with your stepchildren and with your spouse. Number four, practice compromising and adjusting. A new marriage will bring on new challenges that you've never faced before. Sometimes as we get older, it becomes a little more challenging for us to compromise on things. But any successful relationship needs compromise, connection, and cooperation for it to succeed. Don't be stubborn and dig in your feet. Learn to let go of control in favor 
of compromise. Okay. Now I'm not saying compromise your values or your integrity. I'm saying little lifestyle changes that will make life easier. If you take some good, let's say traditions from your spouse and some good traditions from your previous family and blend those together. That's what I'm talking about. Practice compromising. It is so important for both partners to commit to going the extra mile. Number five, work on both relationships. The relationship with your new spouse in your second marriage and your role as a step parent. I'm sure that before your marriage or If you're looking forward to your marriage now, you're very excited about building a deeper relationship with your new partner. But just remember that you also need to foster a new relationship with the new children in your life too. And they probably don't know you very well, certainly not as well as your new partner does. So it's going to take some deliberate effort. You will need to dedicate time to getting to know each of these new special children in your life. Find out what they like to do and do their favorite activities with them, biking or going to the movies or sports. It's important to have some one-on-one time with each of the new children in your life to get to know them and at the same time to set up some boundaries around time with your new spouse. Date nights are non-negotiable, so you need to go ahead and... Put that out there right in the beginning. Make sure that you invest in time in your romantic relationship at least once a week. Also, set aside specific time regularly for the new family unit to spend time together as well. Family meals, doing yard work or household chores or fun activities. Those are all great things to do to bond as well. And something that's very important as a new step parent, you need to work on becoming an adult friend and a mentor and a supporter. Don't come into this new relationship as a disciplinarian, okay? Leave that to the biological parent. There is no such thing as instant love when a family becomes united. And both parents and children need to feel valued and appreciated and respected before discipline takes place. If you cultivate these relationships and give it time, that's when the love will grow. Sixth tip for you is set up household rules and consequences. When you get remarried and you have children involved, the children might feel like they're just getting thrown into the situation and everything is chaotic. And it definitely can be chaotic at times and a little bit of thrown together. but It will make things go much more smoothly if you guys get together and hammer out some family rules with consequences. You might want to write them down or type them up and put them on the wall and then go back and visit them regularly, maybe once a week or once a month. You also need to be flexible and, you know, make adjustments where needed. But if you have a clear list of house rules, along with the consequences for breaking them, where the children gave input in creating those, both of the new parents involved are involved in this process. It will just make the expectations for the household rules and the consequences much more clear 
so that everyone is on the same page. Okay, so I really hope you're liking my tips for success in a second marriage and a blended family so far. I have six more tips I'd love to share with you, but they are not going to be on the podcast today. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and the skills you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to ldsdivorce.com and sign up for a free consultation with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.